Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Yay. Oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Uh, okay, so the first word in this episode is cure. This is the second form because we had the first form in yesterday's episode. And it's been a very, very, very long time since I recorded that episode because of reasons. And uh, so I don't even remember what happened in yesterday's episode, but, you know, that's fine. Okay, cure, verb, from the 14th century, starting with transitive. 1A, to restore to health soundness or normality. Health, soundness, if you're not sound, if you're not, you know, all together, if you're not healthy or you're not normal, I'm going to put quotes around that one, uh, and then you get restored. All those get restored back to health, soundness, and normality. You are being cured. 1B, to bring about recovery from, as in, cure a disease. I hope, I hope, I hope we get more of that. Science, technology, medicine, let's bring it. We need to cure some diseases. I think my personal thoughts on that, just real quick, uh, I think there's a lot of things that uh, can be uh, minimized or possibly cured by diet and exercise, and I think that we should all uh, try that first. Obviously, talk to your doctor. But I do think that a lot of things get prescribed from doctors that are maybe not necessarily needed or uh, maybe not in certain doses or right away. I think we gotta, you gotta try a lot of other things first. Specifically, people are real bad about diet and exercise. So start there, eat a good healthy diet, get your body going. Ooh, yeah, okay. We're gonna move on to 2A. To deal with in a way that eliminates or rectifies. As in, uh, this quote, his small size, which time would cure for him. And that is from William Faulkner. Maybe I'll put in the show notes where that's from if I find out. Uh, to deal with in a way that eliminates or rectifies. So in this quote, are we saying, is is uh, Bill Faulkner t- saying that uh, his size will get cured? He will not be small anymore? Which time would cure for him? So yeah, this must be talking about a kid. Because I can't think of any example of where time will will cure somebody's small size. Yeah. They will grow. More than likely, they will grow into a larger size. Okay, to be, to free from something objectionable or harmful. To free from something objectionable or harmful. As in, trying to cure him of a bad habit. Do you have a bad habit that you need to be cured of? You know, if it's not that bad, maybe you don't need to be cured of it. But, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't so great. Uh, people people biting their nails, that's a pretty common one. There's a lot of other bad, quote-unquote, bad habits that, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes it just takes a little effort. I have a, had a weird bad habit when I was a kid of not really chewing my nails, but more the skin on the sides. And, you know, I after a while, I was just like, all right, you got to stop, dude. Just stop it. And so uh, I was, I pretty much stopped. It's still a little bit of a, a weird little thing, but uh, I, I'm mostly cured of that bad habit. Three, to prepare or alter 
especially by chemical or physical processing for keeping or use, as in fish cured with salt. I always always wondered about this one. This is weird. Let's read it again. To prepare or alter, especially by chemical or physical processing for keeping or use. So you're uh, you're preparing a thing by with either physical ways or chemical ways. I mean those are kind of similar, but yeah, physical or chemical ways to to keep it uh, for longer use. I think that's a pretty good general description of that. Although I don't think I said it very well. Okay, let's move on to intransitive one a to undergo a curing process. That could be curing a disease, curing your body, or even this whole fish curing thing. Number 1B is the number 11 definition for the word set. Set it and forget it. Number 2, to affect. This, I, I need to be more specific. To effect a cure. To effect a cure. Curer is a noun. The one who's making all the curing happening. Okay, uh, let's see. My sound effect will be... Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Next is cure or cure. You can emphasize either syllable. I think I will say cure. It's uh, spelled like cure, but there's an accent on the e. Whoop. Noun from 1655, and it is just a parish priest. Uh, let's see. From Middle Latin curatus, and there's more at the word curate. So yeah, I kind of remember when we had that word. Actually, was that uh, just a couple a couple episodes ago? Yeah, uh, clergyman in charge of a parish. Yep, they are the curé. Puree, the curé. Next, hmm, <laughs> we have cure all. Two words with a hyphen: cure and all. Like the laundry detergent that I don't even know if it exists anymore. Noun from 1801. A remedy for all ills. All ills will be remedied by this cure-all. The synonym is panacea. P-A-N-A-C-E-A. I don't think this exists. It is a phrase that people have liked to use. Oh, it's a cure-all. Step right up. Buy this stuff. It's a, it's, I'm selling a snake oil that will cure all everything. No, I'm sorry. I don't think that exists. But, you know, good for you for making a buck. If you, if you find out about something that it claims to be a cure-all, maybe do some research. It's probably not real. Sim- similar to, like, superfoods and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's probably, probably not as good as you think it is, but, you know, a lot of them are still good to have, you know. Acai, is that a thing? Avocados, they're all, they're healthy, but they're not gonna cure everything. They're not a cure-all. You need to, uh, like I said before, you need to have a well-rounded good diet. Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> Next we have curatage. Curatage, C-U-R-E-T-T-A-G-E. Noun from 1897. A surgical scraping or cleaning by means of a curette. Well, that 
doesn't sound fun. I hope that you are have been put out completely. You're asleep during this whole surgical process because there's scraping and cleaning done by a curette, which, wouldn't you know it, it's our next word. Huh? Huh. Curette, first form. You can spell it with a T-T-E at the end or just a T. Noun from 1753. A surgical instrument that has a scoop, a ring, or loop at the tip and is used in performing curettage. You're, you're doing curettage with a curette. So this thing, depending on what is needed in this surgery, it either has a scoop at the end, which the, the mind can only wonder what that would be used for. I have heard of people doing some ridiculous uh, surgical procedures back in the day. And yes, some of it required scoops. Um, it also could have a ring or a loop. Maybe we should find a picture of a curette and post it on social media. Okay, so, you know, back in the 1753s, yeah, they, 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 knew, they knew something about surgery, but not nearly as much as we do now. I mean, that was 250 years ago, more. So we've learned a lot. People maybe, maybe weren't doing the right things. Uh, especially like with mental illness, there was a whole thing about they thought you could drill holes in the head or scoop out these things or um, in that show, Ratchet, uh, you know, this is real. They would poke people by the eyeball into the brain to do uh, frontal lobotomies and all this crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, you know, we learned people, people died in the meantime, but we learned a lot. So... That is all to say that uh, using that, that, that tool is called a curette, and it is called a curette because it is from the, uh, it basically means to cure. It's from the French curer, which means to cure. So they thought, and maybe sometimes it worked, but they thought that using this curette and doing curettage would cure you of your ailments, whatever ailments they were scooping out. Should we move on to the next one? Huh. It is the second form of curette. This is the verb, transitive verb, from 1888, to perform curettage on. So you got a curette, you're doing curettage, and so you are curetting. Curettment. That is a noun. Hmm. Hmm. Next is curfew, noun from the 14th century. Maybe if you're a child or a young adult, you may have been given a curfew for some reason. What, what is it? What is it? I don't know. Yes, I do know. But let's find out because there's multiple definitions. One, the sounding of a bell at evening. So if like a town has a curfew, maybe they will sound a little bell, and that sound is the curfew bell, or just the curfew. 2A, a regulation enjoining the withdrawal of usually specified persons from the streets or the closing of business establishments or places of assembly at a stated hour. Uh, and examples of these specified persons would be juveniles or military personnel. 
So it is what? A regulation enjoining the withdrawal. Wow, it's so, it's worded so weird. So weird. Basically, it's like, hey, you people, juveniles or military people or other people, uh, get off the streets, close your businesses uh, at, at this stated hour. Curfew. 2B. A signal to announce the beginning of a curfew. So it's similar to that number one. It's just the bell, the sounding of the bell at evening. But in more specifically, the beginning of curfew. And then how long do they give you? Do they give you like, is there like a 15 minute grace period, a half hour grace period? When does curfew end? I mean, I guess the end of curfew would maybe be the morning. Maybe is there a bell for that? Is it like a like a 10 hour period maybe? Two, let's see, two C. The hour at which a curfew becomes effective. So if curfew starts at 7 p.m., 7 p.m. is the curfew. 2D, the period during which a curfew is in effect. So I feel like this could be, you know, it could be 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Usually it's at nighttime. It would, I, I don't know, I don't know an example of a place that would have curfew during the day, but it might happen. So yeah, maybe 7 to 7, uh, that is the curfew time. Hmm? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Next is Curia, or just Curia, C-U-R-I-A. Noun from 1600, 1A. A division of the ancient Roman people comprising several gents or gentes of a tribe. Gentes is G-E-N-T-E-S. Don't know how to say it. A division of the ancient Roman people comprising several gen... So I, th I think that's several people of a tribe. So it's a, a portion of the ancient Roman people that uh, that has mm, several people in a tribe. It's the Curia. 1B. The place of assembly of one of these divisions. So the, the ancient Roman people are divided up into Curia... And then where they meet, where they assemble, is also called curia. 2A, the court of a medieval king. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Oh, I'm, I'm just remembering now, I did not do the etymology for curfew, which is incredibly important. So, sorry to uh, stop with the curia talk, but we got to backtrack real quick. Cur curfew is from Anglo-French, coverfew. That is uh, a signal given to bank the hearth fire. A signal given to bank the, the hearth fire. So I think that's like, we got a fire going, but we got we to gotta close it up. This, this is our signal to say time to close up the hearth fire. Uh, it also just means curfew. So, okay, this is where the word comes from. It is from the verb coverir, which means to cover. And then few spelled a couple ways, which means fire. So it literally means cover up your fire because, you know, you had the fire to light your house and warm your house, but it's time for bed. No more lights. Go to go to bed. Go to bed. Cover your fire. It became uh, coverfew. I don't know how the Anglo-French said that. And then curfew. This is, this is great. Uh, and then it, it comes also down to uh, Latin focus, the word uh, 
The word for fire, Anglo-French few, goes to the Latin focus, which means hearth, which would be probably the focus of a household back in those days. So that's kind of interesting. So yeah, I love that etymology. I'm glad I went back to read it. Okay, back to Curia. I think we're on 2B. It is a court of justice. So 2A was the court of a medieval king, and 2B is a court of justice. Similar, little different. Number three is often capitalized. This is the body of congregations, tribunals, and offices through which the Pope governs the Roman Catholic Church. (laughs) That was on the next line, and I didn't know it was there. The Roman Catholic Church. Curial, with an L at the end, is an adjective. I'm not going to skip the etymology this time. So, it is Latin, perhaps, from co plus weir, which is spelled V-I-R. It looks like veer, but they would have pronounced it weir. And that means man. So, man? I mean, you know, we, we can sort of assume that just means people. So, that makes sense for the first one. It's a division of the old, the ancient Roman people. And uh, I don't know why the, where the co-prefix, what that means exactly here. But yeah, co-vir or weir. Uh, there's more at the word virile. V-I-R-I-L-E. Okay, next. We have curie or curie. Emphasize either syllable. It is a noun from 1910, I think I will say Curie. Yeah, emphasis on the first one. That's how I like it. Number one, a unit quantity of any radioactive nuclide in which 3.7 times 10 to the 10th power disintegrations occur per second. That is a lot of disintegrations. So, a unit quantity of any radioactive nuclide So, I don't know what a nuclide is, but it's something nuclear. And when there's 3.7 times 10 to the 10th power, so that would be, I believe, let's see. Well, hey, I've got my my computer here with a a calculator. I also have my phone with a calculator. Let's see. 3.7. No, wait. Let's start over. Let's do 10. You know what? This is dumb. Uh, so instead, I'm just going to say, I think 10 to the 10th power is a one with 10 zeros behind it. And then you add that to the 3.7 and you got, you know, three, seven, and then nine zeros, I think. So it's a, it's like, I don't know. What is that? 3.7 trillion disintegrations. It's a lot. It's, I think it's at least a billion or a trillion somethings. Number two, a unit of radioactivity equal to, again, 3.7 times 10 to the 10th power disintegrations per second. And now I'm tempted to use this slightly fancier uh, thingamajigger. 10 to the 10 is that times 3.7 is, okay, so yes, 37, I think that would be billion, 37 billion disintegrations. Hey, if I did my math wrong, please let me know. Email dictionarypod at gmail.com. 
This is from Marie and Pierre Curie. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked. Yeah, they dealt a lot with radioactivity stuff, and I think the the books that she worked with uh, still are radioactive to this day, and uh, so they got to keep them uh, all closed up. But uh, yeah, they they were they named a thing after them, which I think is pretty cool. What? what? Yeah, what? Next is Curie Point. Two words. The C in Curie is capitalized. Again, this is probably from Marie and Pierre Curie, although it's probably more Marie, I believe. Marie Curie. What a what a nice name. It's a beautiful name. Curie Point is a noun from 1911. One, the temperature at which there is a transition between the ferromagnetic and paramagnetic phases. I have no clue what those are. Ferromagnetic, I think, is, has to do with iron, and paramagnetic, no clue. But some when there goes from ferromagnetic to paramagnetic, those two phases, there's a... There's a, it's a transition point. There's a, the temperature there is the Curie point. Maybe we need to post a, a link in the show notes because, yeah, you, you might want to learn more about it. Number two, a temperature at which the anomalies that characterize a ferroelectric substance disappear. I don't know what that means either, but it's still, it's a, it's a similar thing. It's another temperature, but something else is going on there at that temperature point. This is also called Curie temperature, which makes more sense to me, but I guess uh, the scientists, they like to use the word point probably more often. Otherwise, this would have said Curie temperature, and it would say called also Curie point. All right, next. <sighs> we have Curio. Curio, noun from 1849, something as a decorative object considered novel, rare, or bizarre. And the synonym is curiosity. Oh, that thing is so novel, rare, or bizarre. I'm going to call it a curiosity or just a curio. And then also just an unusual or bizarre person can be called a curio. I, th- I didn't know you could call a person that. I think that's cool. Um, yeah, this is this was more of a thing back in the day. You know, it's from 1849. So I think, you know, mid to late 1800s, early 1900s. That's probably when they were talking about curios. You don't really come across this word a whole lot anymore, I don't think. Uh, but I think I want some curios. Maybe we need to post a picture of some interesting curios. It sounds like Cheerios. Cheerios are not curios. Hmm. Next is curiosa. Oh, by the way, yeah, curio is just short for curiosity. So for some reason, they felt like they couldn't say the whole word. Ooh, that's a curiosity. That takes too long to say. Ooh, that's a curio. Yep, that's the right length. Okay, curiosa. Noun from 1883. The synonyms are curiosities and rarities. 
so it's yeah they just it's it's the the whole latin thing of putting an a at the end cure uh, but it's not it's not the plural of curio but it is a way to pluralize a thing um and then especially there's more to the definition it's it usually is for unusual or erotic books are called curiosa For some reason, I had a I had a brain fart. I was like, "Oh, that's the that's her name," uh, in uh, in the uh, you know in the the movie the, that movie. No, her name was Furiosa, Mad Max. Uh, that was the movie. No, her name was Furiosa, but it is is close. I think that we're gonna actually end it there. Um, I was gonna do one more, but I think I'm gonna move it to the next episode because it makes a little bit of sense. I had hoped to have a guest on the next episode, but I have uh, I have reached out to four people, and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, you know, I'm recording this just mere days before this airs, and uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'll try again, but no promises, so it might just be me talking, but, uh, but yes, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, so the words today were cure... Cure, cure all, curatage, curette, curette, curfew, curia, curie, curie point, curio, and curiosa. These were all very nice words. Very wonderful. Um, let's see. I, I have a thought on which one I might want to pick. I do, I do really like curio. I think those things are really interesting. Novel, rare, bizarre. You know, you think of a shrunken head, a monkey paw, a whatever, something weird, just something weird. I think those are great. Um, but I can post, I can post pictures of that, so that'll get a little extra love that way. I think I'm gonna pick curfew as the word of the episode, just because I really enjoyed that etymology. It's cover your fire. That's what it means. Get get a cover on the fire. Go to sleep. Curfew. Curfew. Curfew, I'm gonna cover my fire. No, I don't like that song. It's time for bed, it's the curfew. Get off the streets, close your business. It's curfew, if you got a fire, put a cover on it. Hey, I think that's gonna be the end of this episode. Thank you very much, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Goodbye.